Welcome back to The Edge. The learning hub over at Reddit is growing. Have you shared any deep, dark secrets with your AI pals? Well, you might want to stop doing that. What's the spookiest thing in October 2023? How about another core update from Google? You're listening to News from The Edge for the week of October 9th, 2023, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. This is Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, on our site strategics. Uh, we're covering SEO and digital marketing news of the week separately from our weekly interview, getting more news to you even more quickly. Check out everything over at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. Joining me this week to get his take on the news is Morty Oberstein, head of SEO branding at Wix. Morty, how are you doing today? A hard question to answer. It's a very um, difficult question, but uh, hey. Uh, we, I'm fine. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say fine. Shit is happening everywhere okay. over there, and we are very Things, concerned yeah. about you. I'm I'm safe. Good. I'm stuck with four children at home. That is not so safe. Someone please help me. <laughs> Superman, I don't really believe in you, but if you're up there. Oh, come on. Superman, please. That was a great thing from The Simpsons. Remember that um, Homer's and a cherry picker that's gone, you know, haywire, it's rolling down the street and right. there's no breaks. And he goes, I don't really believe in you, but if you're up there, <laughs> save me, Superman. <laughs> Well, you wish all the well uh, with taking care of your four kids right there because that's a undertaking unbeknownst to most people. Uh, we all know it. Jacob and I know it firsthand, but we are certainly concerned about you out there and with everything that's happening here. Please keep us informed of how things are, are uh, transpiring and uh, let us know if there's anything that we can do while this sh show's going on over there, sir. Send a babysitter. Send a babysitter. <laughs> So we're going to be able to get you out of the house away from your kids by getting you to San Diego. You know what's better than actually listening to this show? It's actually meeting us in person. And you know what's even better? Getting there for free. Meeting us for free because you would never actually pay to meet us, right? I would. You would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay to meet me. <laughs> I'd pay you a dollar to stay away from me pretty much. All right. So we've teamed up with Brighton SEO. We're going to be at Brighton SEO US in San Diego, November 9th and 10th. And check this out. We're actually giving away five free tickets each and every week until then. Uh, that's going to be November 9th and 10th. And we can actually give up to 40 tickets to the show. So if we go over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash Brighton SEO, rules do apply. And that's a single day event. And I think it's worth it around 400 bucks so it's a pretty valuable prize there so the sweet fix ends november 2nd at 11:59 a.m pacific daylight time winners will be selected by random draw under the supervision of the sponsor rough agenda usa limited the winners will be notified within three days of the selection got to join us on the inaugural brighton seo event i tell you what we didn't have any anybody win last week what's what's the deal we're giving away I know, a free ticket to, not a free ticket to San Diego, a free ticket to Brighton NCO in San Diego. I think that's what actually people were uh, misunderstanding last week. Oh, no, 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 that's right. I edited all, all of that. You edited all of that out. <laughs> Why? That was, just for the record, last week I had some great trolling on yeah. a lot of Aaron's cold reads. Yeah, absolutely, see? And I listened to the show, and I fast, I skipped all the intro and all the whatever, and oh. went right to the cold reads. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is going to be great. And they were gone. Oh, my God. Terrible. 
I think the final show was like seven minutes shorter than I recorded. <laughs> so we're actually going to compile all of that into a separate bundle for Edge listeners. That that should be the beginning of our, our Patreon channel right there. Just all the stuff we <laughs> It's all the trolling. <laughs> cut for time. I, I, I try to save my best material for this podcast, but... You were I mean, going to get me in legal trouble to actually pay for trips out to San Diego. I had to literally do a legal disclaimer for everything that you were saying. Well, I was saying you get a full all expenses, <laughs> all expenses paid. See? Yeah. As soon as we actually. Five-star hotel. Yeah, there we go. Sarah. Yeah, and anybody's why wondering why. five? Why not? Go to six stars. Six-star hotel. <laughs> when I want a good hotel, I turn it to a six. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Got to turn it to 11 on the dial, man. If you're going to do it, do it yeah. all the way. All right. Hey, over at Search Engine Land, let's get to the news here. Search Engine Land from Nicola Agias. Reddit expands its learning hub with new features, courses, and certifications. They've actually updated their on-demand learning hub with all of these new pieces. The platform rolled out a new Boost 2.0 certification program as a second module in its fundamentals training course to teach advertisers how to drive maximum campaign success. If you've not tried... Reddit advertising. You got to dive in there. It's very niche. It's very focused. You got a great ability to be able to reach very specific, loyal, potentially loyal customers there. Reddit designed this new course to help advertisers level up their knowledge of its ad offerings and develop a deeper understanding of its audiences, its unique targeting capabilities, and ad formats. So you got to check out what's new over there. They have new measurements on Reddit. The module will actually focus on Reddit's first and third party measurement tools. They also have the auction fundamentals, optimized performance, hack your creative. The module actually highlights unique creative techniques that you can use to engage with Reddit's 100,000 plus communities. That's that's fantastic. If you've not been in Reddit, shame on you. Get in there because it's constantly giving great information in all the different subreddits that you can, that you, well, not all of them. There's a few weird ones out there. But what a great, great tool. If you, have, if you haven't used the ad platform, go dive in there. All right. So any thoughts about Reddit? Are you a Redditor? Is that, is that, that's not the correct. No, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a Redditor. I've done Reddit ads once. Yeah. It was fine. I, it's ironic because a lot of people I speak with, work with, don't do Reddit ads. Don't really know anything about Reddit ads. It's wow. one of the, I think it's probably why they're doing this is because I think perhaps they realize that people just don't know anything about it, don't want to touch it because they don't know anything about it and have no incentive to really try it because it just kind of seems like a weird space for advertising mm -hmm. in a way. So perhaps w that's why they're doing this because I have definitely heard that from multiple big advertisers. Like we just don't, don't go near that and Quora. Yeah. Quora is a little bit different as well, but Quora is also like, oh, it's a little weird to be honest. But on top of that, I mean, you should be experimenting regularly in these different platforms, not putting all your eggs in one basket, obviously, especially <laughs> with with the fervor that's happening, uh, anti-fervor, I should say, against Google Ads. You do need to diversify and be able to test out and find different audiences. You could very well you find. You should see if you have any extra, you know, ad spend. Maybe shake those cushions a little bit. See if you have any <laughs> extra ad spend. Uh, I, think, I think Google took it all away from all the ads. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, from Search Engine Journal from Matt Southern. Google is indexing public barred conversations in search result. Check this out. Google's actually indexing conversations with its AI chatbot in search results. I thought these were private conversations, Jacob. I've said some things. <laughs> I'm worried about seeing Morty's if like it's not answering the question he wants and he gets mad at it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's not good. Wow. Oh boy. Morty fuming at Bard, right? What, what date did this article come out? September, September 26th. Um, 
On September 27th, per Barry Schwartz over at seroundtable.com, Google to block barred shared conversations from Google search. Yeah, but... I'm just saying. It's not, though. Because he also just posted that that blocking is not working for SG. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, that's just so, recent. It's like Google, yesterday. I like how you're oh, both... I thought Google said they fixed it. No, Barry said they didn't. Oh. I like how you're both trying to like out-exclusive each other. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Oh, no, more breaking news. Well, I've got the breakingest <laughs> news. No, actually, uh, Barry just because, posted... Because the last update I saw was through Barry from friend of the show, Glenn Gabe, Update. Later today, the bar team blocked these conversations using robot.txt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Update number two. The bar results are gone from search from Barry on September 28th. So what we're <laughs> saying here is that you waited until the news broadcast to actually pop the bubble on this particular uh, I think what we're here. saying here is... <laughs> This has already uh -huh. happened at least once. Exactly. I would assume it's happening. that yeah. just like the photographs you should not be taking of yourself and sending to your uh, exclusive partners, right. everything you do on your phone may get out to the public. So exactly. don't say right. stupid stuff. That is the public. That's, that's, that's the real one. That's what we're Leave saying. it to Jacob to put us both in our place. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it, man. Just don't know. <laughs> but you know what you should be yep. doing? You should be contacting Site Strategics. Our firm is a 19-year-old digital marketing firm focused on entity SEO, technical SEO, and barred blocking. How about that? Barred blocking. <laughs> Evidently, we, ju we just uh, we just uh, fixed that, so it's all, it's all good. So uh, we're focused on creating digital connections to your audience, results-based marketing, that works. Also developed a unique content curation process with our studio and our media efforts over the last 10 years, guided by our weekly Edge of the Web interviews. So we can actually help you do a huge amount of mining of your own client subject matter expertise. So check us out, come over to sitestrategics.com, Give us a quick call at 877-SEO4WEB or 877-736-4932 and we can talk to you about how we do it. Hey, and we may be your silver bullet in being able to find subject matter experts, experience, and EEAT. How about that? As a surgical strike for all agencies. Go contact us at sitestrategics.com. All right. So uh, more recent article here as opposed to <laughs> a week ago. From Search Engine Journal and Search Engine Roundtable, Google launches its <laughs> October 2023 core algorithm update. <laughs> they just released another core algorithm update, and it's going to be rolling out over the next few weeks. <laughs> Morty, please, please, please make it stop. <laughs> that's, that's right after the spam update. I know. Which is like what which is after the HCU update. Which is redundant because the U in, in HCU is for update. Exactly. Yeah. But on top of that, it was uh, right after the, what was the update before the that? August. The August core update. Core update. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> what, what, what's going on here? Are we just it's in like, a. If you, if you want an excuse for your client's ratings going haywire, just be like, hey, well, we had these like 50 million updates. Everything's this fine. This has been my here, shoddy right? work. Oh, my Lord. And there's a lot of reporting of reversals as well, Morty. Uh, I just saw something just recently where um, a site that had fully generated content just come back from a, quote-unquote, penalization here, which is really weird, is that I thought we were getting rid of generated content that were just flooding the lanes with every possible listicle 
no idea. Like, I mean, I, we don't know what's going on with the October update as of yet because it hasn't fully rolled out. It, it hasn't been much volatility yet, maybe till today, right. the day of recording. So it's hard to know what exactly is going to be what, and it's going to be hard to track the reversals in, in general. Yeah. But it just kind of feels like content from my two cents, which I guess you do because you have me on the podcast. I, I, I'm i making that assumption. It's more like you've a been, penny than anything else. But well, you've been forewarned. That's how I look at it. <laughs> content is topsy-turvy across the web. And I think for a variety of reasons. One, I think content trends are changing. I will tell you, as somebody who does as much brand marketing as they do SEO, mm-hmm. people are looking for more conversational content. The way people are writing is a bit more conversational. Like even big companies like Wix, there is the conversation of writing more conversationally, though you don't really see it yet that is starting to seep in. Right. Which means that people are looking for different kinds of things out of their content. And I think if all of the players and on the planet who have the ability to look at their data set and say, hey, content preferences are changing, it's Google. On top of that, you have the AI content thing, which I think is twofold. One is the actual proliferation of AI content, which I know Google's, no, we don't care about AI, we just care about low quality content, same difference. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that the AI content proliferation makes user more skeptical. Is what I'm reading good? Is what I'm reading specific enough? Is it written with expertise and experience? All those kind of questions, it kind of brings it to the forefront of the user. Mm -hmm. So AI changes the way people are looking and the way people are consuming and expecting things out of content. It's kind of the perfect storm for Google, like, oh, we got to figure all this out, and I'm not really sure how to do it. Well, yeah, there's that homogenization process that's happening that all of a sudden, so much content, it's been months over months over months, but I mean, generative content actually predates ChatGPT and all the innovations that have come recently. So what we're seeing here is that the consumer is actually more and more savvy of what they're really looking for, and Google's catching up to that as opposed to just cleaning out the lanes. Uh, we as consumers are seeing what kind of crappy content has been out there for a long time. And yeah, no, Google can tell, right? Yeah. That's rank brain, right? Google yeah, can tell. Like users, like they like this and they don't like that. When they go to a recipe website, they want the image and a video, not just an image. Like that's what Google's able to see with rank brain. Yep, absolutely. So it's catching up to our preferences, which is actually what we would expect from a search engine, right? I would hope so. But I mean, literally. How many updates? Can you give us a breath here, folks? Watch. November 20... The, <laughs> there hasn't been a review update yet. No, there hasn't. The October review update. Well, there, there was a review update in March, right? March or April? February. Was it February? Yeah, it's February. Yeah, okay. So there, But there was a... It wasn't a product review update, but there was a... Or was that a service update? Oh, no, gosh. they they switched the product review update to be called review update. Yeah, and it yeah, applies yeah, to yeah. all review content, not just product review content. Yep, exactly. We so. haven't had one of those in a while, so hey, just saying. If all we want for Christmas is a review updates, come on. Which is, Yeah, it's exactly what you want around uh, um, <laughs> your Cyber Monday season, right? Like, Oh, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Because if anything, I mean... If there's been any manipulation in generative content on product reviews, I mean, maybe they're getting smarter on this. There's going to be another hammer that's going to be falling here. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I mean, this is the way of the world, right? And we're just going to be in this constant flux, constant volatility. Roll, roll with it. Roll with it. All right. AI news. Check this out. We'll roll with some of this from J.P. Morgan's CEO. AI will be used for every single process. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> In a recent Bloomberg interview, the J.P. Morgan CEO, Jamie Dimon, unveiled his AI-driven vision in the financial industry. 
here. He actually expresses belief that AI has the potential to revolutionize every aspect of their operations, from trading and hedging to research and error detection. He described as a living, breathing thing capable of transforming traditional process and augmenting human capabilities. He freaking said that sentence. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. AI is real. AI is real and it's living and breathing and it's going to be augmenting human capabilities. Yeah. yeah. You know what the biggest problem is going to be is when all the banks have AI and the AI all starts predicting each other's, not only am I smart AI, but right. I think you're an AI that would do this. And so all this like it's just trading it's, and it's, hedging it's, and everything else. It's is, war games. It's, yeah. It's financial war games. Yeah. It's just going to come down to like, well, this is a smart move, but the minute I make it, this other AI is going to copy me. So yeah. I'm going to make the move and then immediately short it and make even more money. And you are not else. wrong. Absolutely. It's, I mean, there's going to be a place where there is a constant tic-tac-toe move back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And there'll be no advantages at all. There no, won't be any the, trading because the only way to win is... Not, not to play. Not to play. That's right. So we're giving you some financial advice today. Just don't go into the stocks whatsoever. <laughs> Time to move that money back to the mattress. <laughs> From AI news, cybersecurity and the cloud expo, the alarming potential of AI-powered cybercrime is in the mix here. The PAC session at the cybersecurity and cloud expo in Europe, Raviv Raz, cloud security manager at ING, turned the spotlight away from traditional security threats, delved into the world of AI-powered cybercrime. He actually shared insights from his extensive career, including his tenure as a technical director at a web application firewall company. Yeah, he's probably going to know the most. Roles exposed him to the rise of the cyber dragon and Chinese cyber attacks, inspiring him to explore the offensive side of cybersecurity. The perfect cyber weapon is what he actually referred to AI cybercrime being. So you talk about what you just talked about uh, from a AI manipulation of banking, and then you actually put this into the hands of cyber criminals, right, and allow that to go at scale. No, there's nothing scary about that whatsoever. How about that, Morty? Want to chew on that one? So on true cybersecurity, well, I, you know, a little plug for Wix, so we were very secure, so maybe use Wix and you won't have any problems. How's that? Beautiful. Did, did, I, did, I, did I do good? Yeah, well done, sir. Well done. And if Thank I use you. Wix, it'll prevent all problems everywhere in my life? We'll, we'll prevent human augmentation. <laughs> I can't help you with your marital issues, I'll be honest <laughs> well, with you. Easy there. Easy. Damn. Wow. All right. No, all I was right. talking to his wife, not, not him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. AI News. Uh, one last article. Amazon invests $4 billion, with a B, in Anthropic to boost its AI capabilities. Anthropic is an emerging AI startup renowned for its innovative Claude chatbot. They've actually invested. Amazon has invested $4 billion into that. Uh, Anthropic was founded by siblings Dario and Danelia. Emodai, who previously was associated to OpenAI. So they split off and they have started their own application and uh, organization here, the latest investments signifies Amazon's strategic move to bolster its presence in the ever-intensifying AI arena. So just a little bit of news on some of the AI moves and shakes that are happening here. Nothing to be wary of here. It's all fine, right? Sorry, I, I, I want AI news in this show regularly just so we have a bit of a awareness of it's not just AI and marketing. This is so pervasive. No, I, you know? I, think, I think that's great. I think like AI is most likely best used, maybe that's the best way to put it, not in marketing. Right. And, you know, we had a story, what was a while ago, about how they're using it in medicine and for this and for that. Like, that's mm -hmm. probably a heck of a lot more sensical than, hey, spin up my website and write me a four million blog posts about, uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, 
Uh, cybersecurity. Yeah, see, we could do that. And you know what? The problem yeah. is if AI is writing that cybersecurity, then an AI sibling is actually going to recognize that and bring it to the top of search because AIs will recognize each other, just like Jacob was saying. But you know what? You just segued into AI tools. Let's talk about a couple of tools here real quick. Check this out. That's Morty's, what I'm here for. Morty's That's favorite section. <laughs> Morty's tools. That's what I'm here for. Morty's AI tools. Talk notes. Turn your thoughts into actionable notes fast. Oh, that's great. It reads my mind? <laughs> well, I mean, it's I actually indexing some of what Bard heard, right? And it's actually pulling that into... No, no I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's a voice note-taking oh, app. Okay. Turns hours of note-taking into minutes. Just speak and let the AI transcribe and clean up and structure your voice. Aye. Okay. Anybody okay. see any, any type of problems there? Are you wondering if it's training? I think it's training right now. It's training off our voices. <laughs> I don't know. There's are enough, they listening? Who's listening? There's enough Who's content listening? on this podcast that all three of us are cloned. This probably isn't even <laughs> us. Like, let's be honest. We need to come up with some sort of like I did, I did two-factor your... authentication for at the beginning of every show to let people know that this is legit. I did not see your car in the driveway, in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm not here. You're not really here. I'm sleeping in today. <laughs> all right, another tool. <laughs> AI parser. Check this out. Data extraction powered by GPT-4. It's actually a file extractor of data. So you can actually seamlessly extract data from scanned documents, images, and handwritten notes. It actually parses the text, emails, PDFs, images, images, and HTML, and more. And it actually is securely stored and never used to train GPT. That's actually... Interesting that they put that out there as a unique selling proposition right there. So you can actually import a crap ton of things and then be able to navigate your data from all the different pieces of digital content that you create. Interesting. Don't know how well that's going to actually work if you're actually trying to create and make inferences from that data, right? But Can I say something controversial? Yes. Uh, you never asked permission uh, before. Yeah. I was, is that different? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like, it doesn't it kind of feel to you that these folks are just kind of like, I need to make an AI tool. I need to make a biz out of AI. Okay, uh, let's do this. And they haven't really thought through like, how many people are actually going to use that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want my data extracted. I have not been able to do it before now, and thank God there's a tool to do it. Well, really? Are you needing that that often that you're going to pay twenty nine ninety five? I've really had a lot of data extraction problems lately. <laughs> there's an ointment. Boy, for I wish AI could do it for me. <laughs> well, you know what? You really need you need some dating superpowers from AI. Meet Millie. These are not advertisements, man. I'm just. <laughs> Get dating superpower with your AI coach. Access the best pickup artist skills in the palm you of know your what? <laughs> you know what? That runs contrary to what I just said. Here's someone who said, you know, every loser on the planet yep. will definitely use this. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> so basically, I you can have AI train you on the best pickup lines. And you can have it they right just run like, are you a loser? And try our new AI dating machine prompt, whatever. I bet it actually goes through an evaluation before anything else. How bad do you suck at trying to get a date? You have to have you could you, could you imagine their like their marketing meetings? Oh my god. Wait, who's our target audience? Losers. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, everybody needs some help. What kind? Any kind. All right. So as soon as I saw this, I pivoted around to that her movie, right? 
And I was going to throw the clip in here, but copyright and what have you, right? I was like, all right, probably not. But literally, spoiler here, in, in the her, Joaquin Phoenix or whatever his bloody name is, right? He's actually talking to her, and at the last parts of the movie, he's having a realization that she is not only in love with him, and he asks her, how many people are you having this conversation with? 8.1 billion or something like that, right? Or whatever the number was. It's about probably the entire population. Then, then he says, well, how many people are you in love with? 6,500 different individuals. I think it's like 6,546. Oh, well, then he's special. He is special. It's like making it into the 1%. You're really going to actually yeah. eventually need, need to use Meet Millie to actually have your official relationship with your own personal AI concierge, right? You have to have this. This is this is getting this is going in a bad direction. <laughs> oh, I thought you liked that. All right, hey, proud to have in links. Where do you find this stuff? By oh the way, gosh, I've got my sources. I've got my sources. Where does he find? Where does he have? Where does he get such wonderful toys? <laughs> I tell you. Well, you know what? Is have you tried? It? You should try it on your wife. See if like the lines work. What is it with my wife today? I mean, come on, my wife. Take my wife, please. All right. You know, they don't they haven't come out with one for married people. They have like not. like ways to, you know, remind her that you're still around and useful for things more than lifting heavy stuff onto the All right. Holes. Now <laughs> Are you okay, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> I can't lift heavy things onto tall shelves right now because of my arm surgery. Oh no, neither neither can I. Oh yeah, that's boy. Right. <laughs> so I have to remind her really useless. I have to remind her through pickup lines and poems generated by AI. Right. That's These actually like probably a really notes. good idea. Like, we got to get on that. <laughs> have you ever left a note in the fridge? I'm still here. <laughs> I'm going to do that. See how long it takes yeah. to find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who well, wrote this? He can't really put it on the fridge right now. I can't and reach. He can't reach that guy. <laughs> do you want to reach? Way down the bottom. <laughs> do you want to reach even higher degrees of visibility in search? Well, Thank you, you really need to jump in to Inlinks. Enlinks is a sponsor of Edge of the Web. Did you know entities play a major part in how search engines understand content on the web? And we've been talking about it for years now. Entities are in the mix as opposed to keywords. Keywords, keyword proliferation inside your content is not the way to win. Defining entities is the competitive rat race right now. So go over to Enlinks, an award-winning software in Entity SEO. Go over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash Enlinks today. You can claim your free Enlinks account and start creating content that will outperform your competitors. so cool it's the barry fast track barry swartz over at search engine round table uh, a couple of articles and then we're out check this out google search generative experience light version test google's actually testing a lightweight version of the generative search generative experience this version shows a more subtle ai generated answer box without all the color and with just a few lines which you can expand to see a little bit more here glenn gabe spotted this over the weekend Says Barry, and posted some examples of, he called it the ever-shrinking SGE box, right? He's calling it SGE Lite, Barry is, and in, in the SERP, and as he doesn't trigger a large block by default anymore, which I'm quite happy with because that above-the-fold gargantuan sash of color, right, really looked like 
any other website is just interact with anything that's above the fold. I was really, we have been concerned about that real estate just overpowering the entire SERP. But uh, Morty, what do you think about the ever diminishing SGE? That's interesting. It kind of looks, you know, kind of makes sense in a lot of ways. And they're testing it. It's still in labs, right? It's not out to uh, mass. Yeah, public. no, it's surprisingly not, not out yet. Well, when do you predict? When do you predict it's going to be out, man? Thursday. <laughs> right before an update. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another article from Search Engine Roundtable. Google local services ads leads can now actually be texted to your phone. Always wanted to focus on uh, local SEO as well. Google added a new way to retrieve leads from local service ads. Text message. Google used to send these message leads to your email account. Now Google is offering a way to text those leads to your device. That's actually really cool because I know a number of service providers that can't be behind their email all the time checking it, but they do respond to text leads. And that's probably the smartest move local service ads has made in a very long time from a lead generation standpoint. So you can do text messaging and obviously raise to apply. You can even edit the phone number you want the text to go to. So you could probably, if you're wanting to change from one recipient to another recipient based on hours or what have you, you could actually say, I think that's probably a breakthrough moment, to be honest with you, for LSA. And Morty, any thoughts on the LSA side of things? No, that's cool. All right, thanks. That's nice. Nice little feature. All right. Last article was literally the October 2023 spam update. We talked about this just briefly, but this over on Search Engine Land from Barry. Google said the update improves its coverage in many languages and spam types and will be rolling out over the next few weeks. And that was October 4th, right, which he actually covered that. And on top of that, now we have an actual core update happening. They couldn't even wait for one to roll out until the other comes through. So what's going on here? <laughs> Morty, I mean, are they that independent that nothing? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, spam, like you got to think like you're, you know, on the up and up. That shouldn't really impact you. Sure. It is interesting to see that move to other language. I think international competition is going to get much harder because of things like this. Google is getting better at understanding languages. It is part of mum, yeah. actually. So I think there is going to be increased competition. But I think you, I don't, I don't know if people have experienced this, but I having li living in another country, you do see a lot of less quality content out there very often because it's just less competitive. Right. And I think, I wonder if Google being able to detect spam-ish kind of activities in other languages will increase the level of competition in those markets. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. But man, I just get shell-shocked whenever I see this much happening at the same time because, yeah, everybody wants to be on the up and up, right? Right. But aren't. Well, you think they, I don't know. Do you think like Bernie Madoff really wanted to be on the up and up? He was kind of cool with what we, he was doing. We just think, no, 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 not really. No. Let's scratch nah, it. I think he was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> screw that. It's always I, been a manipulation, right? And uh, just going back through the eons of search, that's always been the counter. We've got to be able to get the spam out of the way so we can actually see some relevant, quality, authentic content. So, I mean, we're in this era of constant updates, like I said. And I think we're just going to have to be continually ready to adjust sales, but you're never going to be able to just manage one wave. You're going to have to be looking at this long-term horizon and making sure that your content is as quality as possible. All these changes really are for the better. See, there's my vote of confidence for Google, right? I, I want to know, how do you measure success when you have so many things going on at once? Because we've, we've even talked about this in the firm. Like, we'll look at a sure. site and be like, I want to do A, B, and C to this site. I want these things to change. But we really should just try one at a time so that we can attribute that the work 
was useful. If you do, if you, I mean, if it's critical, if it's obvious, mm-hmm. like you make those changes. But if you're taking a guess, you can't change too many things at once because then you don't know if your success or your failure is because of one or all of those things. So if Google is reversing things while they're implementing a new core update and maybe how do they look at that final output and say, yep, this worked. Do they just ask AI? They just ask AI. Okay. Bard knows, right? Makes sense. And uh, I'll leave the, le- the last uh, point to the Bard of SEO, Morty Oversee. Well, I'm assuming they analyzed and look at the results and see, like, did it do what we thought it would intended to be done? I guess they look at it. No, no, it wasn't. Like, you know, there's still too much AI content there. Just throwing that out there. Nothing, any evidence of that. None whatsoever. So, huh? None whatsoever. I got, I got a recent up. I got an update right here from Barry. Seven thirty in the morning today. Ooh. Google Lens can trigger AI-generated response from search generative experience. Ha! Breaking news right there. There you go. Okay, you win. The most exclusive. <laughs> the most exclusive. Wow. You're the most exclusive person Hang I on. know. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Barry on the phone. <laughs> All right. Morty, uh, anything going on on uh, CO chat this week? Not this week. No. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Yep. Well, we wish you all the best, and please let us know how everything's going over there. All right. And uh, prayers for everybody that's in your community. We wish this to be over as quickly as it started, sir. I believe we all do. Yes, sir. That's something we can all agree on. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, man. Best of of all wishes to you, and we're looking forward to uh, San Diego. So go, everybody's listening, go get your tickets over Edge of the Web. Radio.com forward slash Brighton SEO. And you can see us or our AI avatars there. I don't know. I mean, by that time, we may actually be uh, a full hologram. Who knows? It's a couple of weeks away, right? Sure. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. All right, man. We'll cut you loose. Thanks so much for your time today. That is Bye. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Edge. Uh, make sure that you check out uh, the n- upcoming show. Who we, who do we have? We just had Eli Schwartz. We're going to have Lydia Infante. One of two uh, episodes with her and boy. Well, we got one more Eli Schwartz. No, we do. Oh, that's right. The, Eli Schwartz is this way. Yeah. This week. One more Eli Schwartz. That's right. Then Lydia next week. Then Lydia next week. Yes. That's correct. Thank you very much. And that was a really good uh, shoe from Eli Schwartz going after Project Cloud SEO, but also Fundamentals in SEO Strategy. Yeah, check that out. We had a great time talking through that. He's always a fountain of information. And then next week is Lydia. She's incredibly uh, a student in SEO. Fantastic time to have that conversation. All right, that's it for The Edge. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to get updated when we go live next. Well, you know, we'll go live next. We haven't gone live in a long time. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> All right, Thursday. From all of us over at Edge, be safe, be well, and do not be a piece of cyber drifter. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.